Hey, hawk abroad, hawk abroad, hawk abroad. This is your man Hawk, and Hawk is living abroad, and I'm coming at you with my new podcast called Hawk Abroad, H-A-W-K slash A-B-R-O-A-D, Hawk Abroad, yes right, yes right. So let's get down to it, you know, let's get right down to it, let's get right down to it. So... I've learned a few things in this uh, in my travels abroad. Um, there's a lot to pay attention to, especially in these special times now. Um, traveling abroad with a companion, sharing space, language barriers, cultural differences, companion expectations, and a big one, depending on how your your, your travel partner sleeps and, and their sleep schedule, jet lag. Um, Let's start with jet lag. For me, I'm always on. People out there who know me know Hawk is always on. It could be 2 in the morning, we wake up, I'm up. 7 at night, wake up, I'm up. 3 in the afternoon, wake up, I'm up. 10 at night, wake up, I'm up. I'm up, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. Um, but I've had travel partners who need to bunker down for like a day. You know, and when I hit the ground skidding in a new country, I'm ready to go. I'm not trying to go chill in the hotel for 24 hours. So that's something you really need to pay attention to because that can create waves um, in the beginning of your trip. Jet lag is real and you can't blame your partner for being tired. It's you travel across the world. It's a different time difference, man. Some people take sleep vitally. And seriously, I mean, we all take sleep seriously. We all need it. We know how we act when we don't have it. Um, But you have to be understanding. And you need to talk about these things before you get on the plane. Make make an understanding companion uh, expectations to-do list. So let's get back to that. Companion expectations off of jet lag. Number one, respect the jet lag that your your travel companion is experiencing. It's real. It's not a joke. Um, companion expectations what do you expect do you expect them to follow you and you be their tour guide or vice versa they be your tour guide because the worst thing is to spend all that money and travel abroad and bicker back and forth about what the hell you want to do that shit is crazy you know especially in these tough times you know listen the world is opening up and rightfully so. We've all been locked up and we need to get out. Listen, I'm here in Grobenzell, Germany. I landed in v- I landed in Istanbul a couple weeks ago, went to Vienna, went from Vienna to Budapest, from Budapest to Munich, from Munich to Grobenzell. And this is just the beginning. Um, Hawks on the move. You need to get out there on the move too. The EU is opening up to us, but you need to get your shit right, get your paperwork right. It's not as difficult as you think it is. And in the next episode, I'm going to tell you pandemic travel restrictions and tips to, and tips to get through and to get over and to get by. That's episode two. But let's uh, embark more on these things. Sharing personal space. If you've been dating your companion for, for, for months, years, then you already know. And if you're already living together, this isn't even an issue. You're going to bond. You're going to bond. If you've already been living with your spouse... Are you a partner for some time? Um, this is going to make you grow closer because you're going to feel like a team. You're going to feel like it's us against the world. That's naturally going to happen because you've already 
co-joined your spaces. You're already sharing an apartment, a house, maybe you have children together, you're not married, vice versa, who cares? If you have some familiarity with living together, then that's not a problem. If that's not the case, and you're dating someone, and they say, let's go take a rendezvous, a weekend trip is okay. I suggest the Mexican Riviera, Jamaica maybe from California, six-hour flight, weekend, Friday, land Thursday night, party Friday, Saturday, Sunday, go home Monday. That's not a real breach of sharing. But if you're talking about going somewhere for like seven days or longer, and you got to share space, and if there's, let's, let's not even get in, with, which is the next point of, of interest, language barriers, shit. Everyone speaks English in the Bahamas. Everyone speaks English in Mexico. When you come to Europe in certain countries, everyone's not speaking English. Fortunate for me, I'm with someone who, who speaks multiple languages so we can get through. And I speak a few languages myself. So between us, we got five languages and we, and we make do. You know, Ebonics is my strong language. Nigra talk. Um, so language birds, be, be aware of that and take advantage of it. And don't, and as men, don't feel threatened if your lady friend or your male friend, your partner, whichever gender they are, takes control in knowing the language. Don't feel slighted. Embrace that shit, man. You, you, listen, I'm in Germany. The most familiar language to German is Turkish because there's a lot of Turks here. So I go to the Turkish restaurants and, 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 and I get down because I speak, I speak broken Turkish. It helps. It makes me feel familiar here. That's a real reality, man. Um, what else? I'm replaying my song. This is my background music for y'all. Um, sharing space, language barriers. Language barriers are big. Embrace your partner if you go to a country and they speak it and you don't. If you don't, if neither one of you speak it, find some Americans. Okay, buy a book before you get on the plane. Dummies for dummies for German. Dummies, dummies for Italian. Dummies for Spanish. Whatever. Uh, companion expectations. I recommend that you talk about 